Hey y'all, welcome to Humans of InfoSec, Emerging Voices. My name is Vanessa Sauter, Senior Security Strategy Analyst at Cobalt.io. Today, I'm excited to welcome Bujra Demir to the show. While the stereotype of a hacker has changed over the years, from Hollywood scripts to startup marketing campaigns, Bujra doesn't care. She is a hacker to her core, demonstrating an inimitable aptitude for breaking things in an unstoppable quest to achieve her pen testing goals. In our latest podcast, Bujra opens up about her hacking journey. Bujra, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Tell our audience just a little bit about who you are. So sure, uh, I'm Bushra. I'm I'm an infosec for more than five years, I guess. I'm describing myself as a female hacker who loves hacking, and I have this crazy goal to complete all of the offensive security certificates, which are really hard to get, which consists, mm-hmm. I don't know, 24, 48, 72 hours exams. So I got three of them already. There's only two of them left. So that's my <laughs> current goal. <laughs> Awesome. So cool. And we will definitely dive into your experience getting those certs. Where are you located in the world? So I'm originally from Turkey, Istanbul, and right now I'm living in Berlin, Germany. So my house is uh, in a bit outside of Berlin, which is, you can say, literally in the woods. <laughs> I see foxes in here sometimes. So I think that explains everything. But I needed a place for myself or my own study is hiking at night. And my current house is perfect for this. It's really calm in here. So after Istanbul, which is a super crowded city, I'm really happy where I'm living right now. And when did you move to Berlin? Um, This year in February. Okay, cool. Later. The question that I always ask guests when they come on the show just to get things started is you know what are your passions or your interests outside of information security yeah that's a tricky question because i also get (laughs) this in the interviews but my answer is like not that surprising because it's hacking 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 (laughs) it's really (laughs) hacking and computers because you know there was this code i'm not sure who said this but if you love your job you will never work a day in your life. So mm. that's exactly what I'm doing. It's more of a hobby for me, but I'm doing everything to be really good at it. So I, I can say hacking on computers, but I also love doing research. It doesn't have to be about InfoSec because mm. back in college, I did double major with math and computer engineering. So especially for math, I love numbers. It's like mm. John Ness said, I've always believed in numbers. So topic <laughs> in statistics or finance. So just a keyword is enough. I will do everything to learn everything about the topic. I really love doing research. Mm. So these are not generic hobby topics, but <laughs> yeah, these are my stuff. So segueing into the next question that I was going to ask you, what's your current role in information security? Tell me a little bit about what you do. Yeah, sure. So five years ago, since I started my career, I'm an infosec. I mean, I've worked in different roles, such as pen tester, analyst, consultant, but I was always an infosec. And right now I'm working at Cobalt as a pen test architect. Mm-hmm. So what we're doing is basically we are trying to sh- uh, make sure that all pen tests at Cobalt are running smoothly. And we are, we are doing this in the lights of our technical skills. So that's my daily job. 
as far as my daily job ends during the day, my hobbies start. So, <laughs> like you mentioned before, my goal is to complete all of the offensive security certificates. So the last one I got was OSCE, which stands for Offensive Secret Certified Expert. And it's totally on exploit development, zero-day approach. So after that, I couldn't stop doing binary exploitation. <laughs> so currently, I'm working on more advanced Windows exploitation topics. So I'm doing research at nights and spending hours and hours to write exploits on them. So that's my <laughs> night job. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, so this background for our podcast listeners, Caroline Wong and I have been working on this podcast, Humans of InfoSec. And mm -hmm. just as I started last year and people at Cobalt were like, you have to interview this pen tester we have in the core named Bujra. And like, <laughs> she's kick ass and you have to interview her. Even Last year, there was so much talk about just how awesome you are as a pen tester. And when we had an opening to help with the core, you know, it was just so awesome to have you. Even now, it's so cool, for instance, the fact that like, you know, and you can talk more about this later, like the fact that you're going to start doing R&D for us and like doing research for the core is just phenomenal. We are all so excited to have someone as badass as, as you on the team and just, you know, kicking butt every day. You have such a distinct and very specific passion. And it's clear that you're just going to continue to specialize and get deeper and deeper and become truly an expert in pen testing. I'm really curious though, can you tell me, how did you even end up in cybersecurity? What was the path for you that led to that, that moment when you were like, aha, this is the thing I want to do? Yeah. First of all, thank you for your nice words. I love Cobalt. Cobalt is my family. So I'm really <laughs> happy to be here. My story is a bit interesting. I'm sure that everybody has unique stories, but mine is a bit interesting. So like I mentioned, I did double major in college. It was math and computer engineering. And I knew that I was going to continue with computer engineering part of it. So because of the syllabus, because of the courses that we got, uh, I was almost sure that I was going to be a software developer because we didn't have any security courses back then. Mm. In my last year at college, I was doing an internship at a bank. So one of the IT guys uh, in one day just decided to create a survey to, to order some snacks for evening for the team. So there were like three or four foods. And if the survey was only for 20 IT people, all of a sudden we saw that one of the food got like 100 hits. And it was impossible because there were only 20 people there. Mm -hmm. So somebody just said, oh, this is a security guy. He just hacked the survey. And he just answered by saying, what? I really wanted to eat that food. <laughs> so people just laughed, but I was frozen because... I see that people can be really powerful behind screen. It's, it's, it's not like hacking a survey, of course. I didn't <laughs> hack, to hack a survey, but I was really impressed by this guy because he was like shy, wearing hoodies all the time in his own corner with lots of lots of screens. But that's amazing. 
it doesn't really matter how you look. It doesn't matter who you are. You can be really mm. powerful behind screens. So I was so impressed. And I immediately talked to him by saying, I don't learn everything. <laughs> I don't know anything, but I want to learn everything. Just tell me where to start. So that's how I ended up in cybersecurity. That's so cool. So you start to realize the possibilities and then what happened then? So you say like, okay, I want to learn. And how did you even start that process? So did he give you advice? What did you start looking things up? Like, what was it for you where you were like, okay, I I realize this is really cool. I'm really interested in this. Now I'm going to like actually do this as a job. What was that pivot point for you? Yeah. So in the beginning, it's so crazy because you don't even know if you're going to call these people hacker, if it's appropriate, you know, in the movies, they're all hackers, but (laughs) call them hacker. Are there any more professional words for it? So I was so shy in the beginning, but I wanted to learn everything. So he told me that I should probably start at a consultancy, starting as a pen tester. That's the worst, more appropriate word for it. So so that I can start learning web pen test because there are so many areas. I mean, I can see the big picture now, but back then I didn't know any of these areas. I mean, if you want to start at pen testing, there are, I don't know, web pen testing, mobile pen test, API, then mm-hmm. if you jump into network part, there are external internal pen tests, there are cloud configs, there are new technologies coming every day. For instance, Kubernetes is so popular right now. So how are you going to learn all of these things? And this is only pen tests. There are like malware analysis, there are reverse engineering, what's binary? <laughs> <laughs> these are more red teaming and offensive security part. There are also defensive parts. It's like what the security analyst means, what the security engineer means. So mm-hmm. when you don't know any of these, it is such a huge area that is so intimidating. So you need to start somewhere. So first of all, I try to understand where I have the tendency to. So I realize that I want to be a hacker and I want to do offensive uh, part. So mm-hmm. I started doing a pen testing, web pen testing. So I was basically trying to learn everything. For instance, when I see a keyword, what do you say? A finding or OSPSVS findings, let's say. Mm-hmm. So you see that there's an SQL injection vulnerability. What does SQL mean? What does SQL injection mean? You learn the theory, then you need to learn the exercise part of it. So you realize that there are different SQLs, for instance, MySQL, MSSQL, Oracle. How are you going to exploit them? There are like manual steps. There are automated tools that everybody is talking about. So if you want to start this automated tool, how are you going to learn the syntax? Okay, you learn one thing, but there is other attack methods. So it's like crazy because you are learning one keyword, but you're realizing that there are 20 keywords relating to it. So <laughs> you start the yeah. other sub keyword, but it's also associated with another 21. So how are you going to learn everything? <laughs> oh my it's gosh. It's pretty crazy, but you need to try. It's so true until you learn most of it. You cannot learn all of it, (laughs) at least most of it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, so you start to realize that you're interested in hacking and pen testing and you get this advice to join a consultancy to try pen testing and to work as a consultant and learn web app pen testing at the same time. What was your experience like when you first entered? So as many beginners, I was having this picture in my head, black picture. I was thinking I live in a 
dark rooms, lots of black screens. I've been a gang in the weekends, but hacking on stuff. None of these happened because I'm in a gang <laughs> only for myself. <laughs> I'm hacking on stuff, but there's no gang on me. So <laughs> there's no dark room or something. <laughs> so yeah, I had this picture in my head, to be honest. But while I was in dreamland for the first couple of weeks, I guess, I hit my head to the wall so harsh because mm. I realized that there are real hackers, real senior guys who, who can hack. Well, I cannot. <laughs> so dream, three months over after a couple of weeks and uh, it was not always shiny. So I saw this brutal part of it. I mean, this world is huge, I see. And there are so many things to learn and it requires so much hard work and you see respect from community when you have the expertise. Mm-hmm. I, I felt so small, you know, when I see the senior people and their attitude toward me because they were, they were really mean. They were telling me, you're lamer, you cannot learn anything. You cannot catch me because even if you work so hard, I will develop my skills and you will never reach out to me. Mm. So, you know, I feel like I'm so weak, but that again took like a couple of weeks because I'm a warrior. I'm a warrior in life. Mm. I don't give up ever. <laughs> I realize awesome. that I'm alone in this game. And the only power that will help me is me. Nobody's going to handhold me. I need to create my own roadmap. I need to create a study plan for myself and be better than these guys. So success is much more powerful in this way, I think. And mm. I associate InfoSec with this video game when I was playing when I was a little kid. Mario, you know, everybody knows Mario. <laughs> And there are little bugs, there are mushrooms, there are like uh, crazy stuff that you need to get away from. You can think of these brutal, mean people in InfoSec area as these little bugs. Whether you need to step on them or you need to get away from them, you know, you need to skip them. So otherwise, they will just try to hunt you and they will try to kick you out of the game. But Mm. you need to finish the levels, you know, you need to step onto the next one. So... In order to do that, you need to create some methods to get over them or step on them. So that's exactly <laughs> what I did. <laughs> so obviously you're good at this. Really, really good. And you're totally driven. You want to learn. You obviously have an aptitude for this. And then you join this consultancy and there are these people who are like nagging you and telling you that you're not going to be good. And you know that's not true. So you're telling me like, you're motivated. It's like in Mario Kart. You you either got to squash them or you got to get away from them. So what I'm hearing is there are people who are like detractors or who are really challenging you in ways of not helping you. I'm curious, was there anyone that you met in the beginning of this process who was a mentor to you or was there anyone who like really surprised you in the way they were able to help? Uh, I don't believe that I'm that lucky in life or I don't know, God is questioning me to find my own way. So in the beginning, no, I was all alone. So Mm. I think for the first two to three years, I was all alone. But when you get the success by by yourself, without any help, it is really much more better uh, when you get the help. Mm. So I remember that there was this really mean guy who was senior, who was hacking forever. So I was literally going to him and asking questions, technical questions, and he was just putting some headset and saying, okay, I'm trying to not hear you. Can you please go? He was that mean because he didn't want help. But I didn't stop because I didn't ask him because... 
because of his personality or something. I needed to get this information out of him. And I got it. And <laughs> I love the company. I don't make it personal. So no hard feelings. What I'm hearing from you is it just requires total perseverance. When you started out, it was really a one-woman show. And it required total perseverance on your part to just get ahead and get what you needed. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes it happens. But what I wanted in the beginning, I wanted to be really successful. I wanted this to be my own success. I, and I wanted to prove all of these people that I can do it. Even if you say I cannot, um, then I am much more passionate to do it. So I worked harder and harder until I get into a point that I can call myself senior. And I was such a different senior guy comparing to these ones. I, I'm not mean. I'm trying to share my knowledge, my experience, the information that I learned so far. I am, I'm creating this blog post so that people can learn. I'm creating mm-hmm. videos. I'm sure there are better ways. I'm not saying that I'm, I'm the best at this, but at least I'm trying to do something good because I saw that it was brutal for me in the beginning and I don't want this for uh, new people in this industry. So, mm. Yeah, I mean, and I can even just like testify to that, just, you know, your help even talking to me and sharing your knowledge with the core and, you know, the work that you've already done. It's just amazing within Cobalt, the videos that you've created, the documents you've created, your blog, which we will share for our audience is just so thorough and so detailed and well-organized and makes it really easy to, to learn. So I'm just so excited to see, you know, what you continue to do. Okay, so you start off in the beginning by saying you want to get all the different OFSEC certificates. You've got three already. You're going to keep going. And, you know, you're continuing to specialize. You're continuing to get better and better and better and better. Obviously, no one can stop you. Where do you see yourself in five, 10, or even 15 years? You know, when you look into the future, yeah, I have something in my mind because I completed my first five years in here uh, in InfoSec. So, you know, I see some people who have early retirement plans. Let's make lots of money out of Bhakti Pinta. So get into a top level of InfoSec and stop them. And I'm not one of them. I want more success, more and more every day. I mean, I want people to talk about me as, oh, she's one of the best hackers you can ever see. I want to hear this from people. And in five years, I'm planning to have my own company on exploit development and zero days. And imagine me as a CEO constantly writing her zero days for her own company. So I think that's pretty (laughs) cool. (laughs) I can totally see you doing that. I know it's going to happen. That's so badass and awesome. (laughs) Thank you, hopefully. And in 10 to 15 years, uh, I'll just continue to work harder and harder to be one of the best. I mean, it's Mm. a lifetime goal because there's no uh, timeline for you to be the best or one of the best in InfoSec, but I cannot think of a better journey for myself. So I'll just move on. Yeah, that that is so cool. And I, I, I just like, as I said before, I just can't wait to see, you know, what you continue to do. And you're just going to be the best of the best. As someone who is relatively new, I mean, you've been in the industry for five years now. So someone who's relatively new, what do you think could be changed in the field to make it better? Yeah. So when I first started the InfoSec, and it still continues, there was something that was really irritating me in the community people's attitudes against my gender. Mm. I'm a female hacker, but I can be a girl, I can be a guy, I can be gay, it doesn't matter. 
Because when I'm hacking, I am only using my IQ, which is over 130. I am using my creativity. I am using mm. my ability to think evil when I'm hacking a machine. I'm using my speed, my experience, and none of these are related to my gender. And mm. I am being super pissed off when somebody's telling me this happened, actually, how a girl like you ended up doing binary wizarding. First mm. of all, dude. How do you know what kind of girl I am? And second of all, <laughs> how can you associate your binary wizardy? It's not wizardy, but yeah. Uh, how do you associate it with my gender? Because I am not using my gender. I'm not using my female parts when I'm hacking. I'm sure you're not using your male parts. And this is so ridiculous. I mean, it's 2020 and people still associate gender with infosec, how is this related? I remember that one of my first bosses, let's say one of the, let's not give the name, but he was asking me, but you know, you're wearing like a girl because I'm a girl. Of course I'm wearing like a girl. <laughs> how is this related to my passion? People don't believe you in the beginning. If you look like a girl, you need to be badass. You need to, you know, have this black hair, black makeup. No, I don't need it. I'm using my creativity, I'm using my intelligence, but I'm being super pissed off when I hear such comments. But I really want this to change in InfoSec because it's not related to any gender. Let's let's understand this first. So I saw so many challenges. Uh, I faced so many challenges when I first get into InfoSec. Now I'm fine because I have self-confidence, I have success, I have experiences that talk instead of me. But mm-hmm. in the beginning, it was totally different. Like you mentioned, I, I saw these mean people who don't allow you to be successful. They do everything to stop you. And I'm sure that I'm not the only one who experienced this. So I, I, I'd really like to change this in InfoSec. So you cannot change these people because if they're mean, <laughs> they're going to be mean and they're going to stay as the bugs from Mario there. So <laughs> in order to change the field, there are lots of new people coming and some of them are so passionate. So these new people need to be seniors who can change the industry. For instance, I had this goal and I think I can call myself safely as a senior now. And I'm trying to do good here. I'm trying to share my resources. I'm trying to not be mean to new people because I was I was new before. And I'm sure that these mean people were also new before. And I mean, we need to create a difference. We need to help these people so that they're not going to have burnouts if if they're so successful, if they're they have the they have the ability to be so successful, we cannot stop them. Mm. So we need to give them inspiration to be their goals. I I love that. And it's so infuriating that that's still an obstacle, like you're saying in 2020, that there's still this blatant sexism and just stereotypes about who can fill certain roles in InfoSec and who's good at what. And it's like this constant battle. And it's just, gosh, it's so, it's so frustrating. So what, what advice do you have for people who want to enter the industry now? You know, for the people on this podcast to have some semblance of an idea that maybe they want to, you know, start an InfoSec or that maybe they want to learn, maybe they want to learn pen testing. What advice do you have for them? Yeah. So don't give up ever. Don't be intimidated when you see these crazy people who talk about their gender, who talk about your background, who tell you that you cannot because you can I did. Mm. I'm sure other people did. So, so you're not different. 
So there will be for sure vultures, uh, which mm. will make fun of you because you're new. They will try to stop you, but don't give up. Always try harder. I mean, focus on your own goals and create a roadmap for yourself uh, and dedicate yourself to this. Dedicate your time, yourself mm. to be the best version of you. Because InfoSec is a huge sea, huge ocean. And in order to be good at it, you need to start somewhere and try harder, work harder. Mm. Just listening to, you know, your own experience, obviously that's advice that you have followed for yourself and it's, it's paid off infinitely. So I think that's great advice to give to other people too. Thank you. One of the final things I want to touch on in this podcast is your experience getting your off-sex certificates. For those people who don't know, they're extremely challenging. The OSCP is like <laughs> probably the beginner one for for the OFSEC certifications and the OSCP is hard and it just gets harder from there. And we'd love to learn just a little bit more from your experience, just what it's been like for you, you know, why you decided to take this path and sort of what it's been like to study and take these exams and, 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 you know, what your recommendations are for people who are trying to get in, you know, and take these certs as well. Yeah. So how I started the offensive security certificates is, again, a bit funny. Uh, my first employer was like forcing everybody to get CH certificate, which <laughs> is like a multi-choice exam. And um, I'm sure it's also valuable, but it's not my type. I mean, I need to do some um, exercises. I need to do real hacking to see mm -hmm. and learn, actually. So that was more of the theory part. Of course, it's also helpful. But when I see that, I was like 100% sure what I don't want to do. So <laughs> I searched online for all of these certifications. And the first one that people generally start solving CTFs, doing more um, machine hacking, let's say, it was it was OSCP. Mm. So I did my research and I read like uh, <laughs> so many blog posts, let's say. I don't want to give numbers, <laughs> not intimidate people. But I read so many blog posts to see what kind of uh, roadmaps people created for themselves. So mm. um, according to that, I, I wanted to understand which parts I should start working on. Uh, for instance, which kind of tools people using, which kind of methodology, like if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna start for web pen testing, which parts should I touch? So what CTF, how to solve CTF, which kind of uh, platforms provide CTF examples? So I started solving CTFs from Valnhub. Um, mm. I remember that I was downloading constantly these ISO files to my <laughs> um, <laughs> to set up my own uh, vulnerable machines. So I was trying to solve them by myself. Then I was reading others' blog posts, walkthroughs about it. So I was mm -hmm. trying to understand new methodologies. Then I started solving CTFs from um, Hack the Box, which really helped me a lot to see more cases. Mm. Um, then I created this note and OneNote for each category, you know, CTF, web hacking, mobile hacking for all the categories that you can think of regarding OSCP. Then I registered for the lab and I didn't mention, I think, in the podcast, but uh, let me add this part also. Um, when I first started InfoSec, I, I worked in this consultancy for a year as a web pen tester. At the end of first year, I realized that there are different parts of security, you know, blue team, red team, if you're going to divide into two. So mm -hmm. I wanted to see this blue team parts for one year or one and a half year, because at some point I knew that 
I need to learn what ISO means, what kind of requirements it has, what, what does PCI means, what does these InfoSec policies, procedures means. Mm. Uh, how can you be the bridge between uh, network department, system department, what does security engineer means? I wanted to learn these parts, so I did this bold move. Uh, and decided a roadmap for myself. I was going to take OSCP in, in a year by studying by myself at night. And I was going to learn blue teaming part during my daily job by changing the industry to blue team <laughs> instead of <laughs> offensive security and red teaming part. Mm -hmm. And I got the system, uh, sorry, security analyst job at a company. And I learned blue teaming. I learned how to do log management. I passed TCADSS two times. So I was by myself in the department and I learned tons of things. So at the same time, I was preparing for OSCP. Now I can give more insights on this. So like I said, then after the CTF preparation, I got my lab for two months for OSCP. And I'm not sure the number, but there were like 60 machines or something. And I, I solved 40 of them. Mm -hmm. And in the last 15 days, I solved all of them again. <laughs> Dude, oh, to my gosh. I learned everything. So. <laughs> After that, I got the exam and it's a 24 hours exam. And I was like super ambitious. It's like, that's a goal. I've worked for it and I need to get it so that I can mm -hmm. go back to my daily job as a more offensive security role. It was like a goal for me. And I didn't give any breaks. I started the exam at 4 a.m. And I continued it for 13 hours until I finished the exam. The only break that I gave was bathroom break. So I am so surprised that I didn't die. <laughs> help you. Please don't do it. Please give breaks. <laughs> but I was like so stubborn to get the exam. So, yeah. <laughs> That's how I passed it. Then I changed my job to another offensive role again as a, in a consultancy. Then, yeah, since then I'm I'm in OFSEC role. Uh, then I continued with OSWP and OSCE. I cannot compare OSCE with OSCP because OSCE is totally on exploit development, zero-day approach. You know, binary exploitation is really, really different. Mm -hmm. um, so again, I did my pre-study, let's say. I was having a consultancy job and the, at the same time, and it was... It was crazy because I was going to client locations. We were being domain admin. We were doing like lots of hacking. And I was coming home and I was starting around 8 p.m. until 12 for four hours. Then I was sleeping for four hours and I was waking up at 4 a.m. until 8, 8 a.m. And in total of eight hours, I was working per day. It oh, is my gosh. Not for human beings. <laughs> I don't know how, how I'm healthy right now. But I... <laughs> continued this for four months four consecutive months so oh my gosh <laughs> I passed the exam but like I mentioned in the beginning it's really harsh to learn stuff in a short period of time if you want to mm -hmm. do it don't sleep black <laughs> coffee it's an amazing thing so <laughs> these are the tips you know <laughs> oh wow Okay, so it's been, it's it's true dedication. I mean, you eat, sleep, and breathe hacking. <laughs> true, true. But that's so much fun. <laughs> like you said before, you know, you love it. It's it's your job. And it's also something you would do, you do outside of your job. So that's awesome, you know, as long as it, it brings you happiness and it challenges you and you, you feel good about it every day, then that's just amazing. That's great that you have that. Thank you. Thank you so much.
So we are running out of time on this podcast. Is there anything else that you want to talk about or anything else that you want to share? That's more or less it, I guess. Thank you so much for having me in this podcast. I'm crazy about it. I'm so happy that I was the guest today. Thank you. Humans of InfoSec is brought to you by Cobalt.io, a pen testing as a service company. Like what you hear? Subscribe, share, or leave a review wherever you enjoy podcasts. And don't forget to say hello. You can find us on Twitter at Humans of InfoSec. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.